0: Hi, I'm Alan Arnold and I'd like to welcome you to the Ransomed Heart podcast. We are in the final week of a three part series on free to be me, the new book by Stacey Eldridge. And if you're listening to this as a man, I just want to at the very beginning of the podcast offer a special invitation to you because this is your chance to better understand the daughters of Eve. That could be your wife. It could be your newborn daughter who you think will never be a teenager? It could be your older daughter who's already graduated and left the house that you can understand better. But especially if you have a teenage daughter, mm-hmm. this is the gold. This is what you need to hear to understand your daughter's heart. And today, we're going to be talking about beauty secrets. So Stacy, tell us more. What are the beauty secrets that teen girls need to know.
1: Well, I'm going to read a portion from that chapter, Alan. But the reason I've chosen this section for today's podcast is because beauty is essential to the core of femininity. Every young girl, every teenager, every woman, no matter what her age or what she says, desires to be beautiful. And we're living in a world that says that only a certain thing and style and form and shape is beautiful. And particularly for teenage girls, that is a tough pill to swallow. Our bodies at that age are changing dramatically. Titanic inner struggles. Our skin is changing. Our bodies are changing. Our hormones are going crazy. The desire to be beautiful is there, but the belief that we possess any beauty on our own that isn't there i want to speak to teenage girls about the truth that they are beautiful about how god sees them and about where true beauty is found
0: and as the father of a 12-year-old stacy i see this all the time in the pop culture that surrounds her the songs the movies the books that she reads the clothes that girls are being sold All of it seems to focus on the outer and all of it seems to somehow objectify them as objects of desire from the outside. But I find myself as a father trying to navigate through how to help her understand her true beauty. And, you know, even in pop culture, when most of the phrases for a girl is that seen as a compliment today is, oh, she's so hot. And you think, ah, that's not what a girl most needs to hear.
1: And certainly not what a father needs to hear about his daughter either, right? Right. No, back away from the girl. Right, right. But it is a core longing. We want to be desirable. We want to possess a beauty that's our own. And it's a rare teenage girl out there, let alone mature woman in Christ, who believes that she does. So we want to reframe it. I want to so reach the girls out there today who are being battered about unmercifully by the messages of the world and get them grounded in the truth of where beauty is found. I don't want to diminish the desire. It's a good desire. It's real. It's true. And her outward appearance does matter, but it is not the source of her value. We get things topsy-turvy. So let's get them back in the order that they need to be.
0: So, Stacey, before you read an excerpt from this chapter, I just wanted to ask you personally If you go back to when you were a teenager, what did you most want to hear from either your mother or maybe your father on the topic of beauty? What would have been extremely life-giving if you had heard that at that age?
1: This may sound simple, but even just saying, you're so pretty, you look so nice. Yeah, we need to know that it's our heart that is the heart of the matter and it's who we are. We don't want to encourage beauty that is only skin deep, but nor do we want to err on the other side to say that it doesn't matter. It does matter. And every little girl, every teenage girl possesses it. And they, just like every other woman in your life, needs to be told and encouraged. So fathers, mothers out there, tell them that they're pretty.
0: That's great.
1: So this is an excerpt from chapter six, Beauty Secrets. I watched a YouTube video last week to learn how to do spring makeup. Do you know how much makeup you need to apply so you don't look like you are wearing any makeup? Layers. Still, I want to look springy, so I tried. I tried the light, airy, barely there foundation. On the third day, my face broke out in a riot of red. My skin rejected it. Dang, I just wanted to look pretty, and it backfired. Beauty is tricky. Beauty is also powerful. It may just be the most powerful thing on earth. Beauty has been extolled and worshipped and kept just out of reach for most of us. What the world defines as beautiful changes over time and cultures. Currently, the physical standards for beauty held up in the media as the goal are actually out of reach for 98% of the population. This is what is beautiful, we are told. Look like this. Try to be this. You will never be able to, but please keep trying because we are making a lot of money out of your continued failed attempts. It makes you feel horrid. I think it's meant to. I think it's actually wicked. We are not supposed to measure ourselves by the world's mirror. There is not lasting life there. While much of the world is suffering for lack of food, The diet industry is making billions, billions. Programs and products promising weight loss cures and lean bodies deliver only a taste of hope. They are tastes that don't last because the programs don't work. But we don't know that. We blame ourselves and our inner agony turns into self-contempt. We lose hope. Then we hear of something new and what the heck, let's give that a try. I know. I've tried almost all of them. They don't work because we are trying to squeeze ourselves into beauty from the outside. True beauty is an inside-out process. It's internal first. It's about your heart. The desire to be beautiful comes from our heart and is a good and holy desire. Remember, you were made in the image of God. God is nothing if not absolutely gorgeous. Just look at the splendor of creation. The works of an artist tell you something about themselves. Look around. God is stunning. Of course we want to be beautiful, too. The truth is, you actually are. Every woman has a beauty unique unto herself. I have seen beauty in virtually every woman I have ever met, regardless of skin type, body shape, age, hair color, teeth whiteness, or number on the scale. Every woman is beautiful. You are beautiful. I am beautiful, though I've recognized it in other women for as long as I can remember. I've only begun to see it in myself. Yes, I believe I am beautiful. Some days. Well, some moments. May God help us all to believe it more deeply and more often. In the places where we don't believe it, we continue to shame ourselves. And shame will never lead us into the life we want to live. Audrey Hepburn, an iconic beauty, once said, The beauty of a woman is not in a facial mode, but the true beauty of a woman is reflected in her soul. And quoting Sam Levinson, she said, For beautiful eyes, look for the good in others. For beautiful lips, speak only words of kindness. And for poise, walk with the knowledge that you are never alone. Dear heart, you are never alone. You are seen and known and loved. 1 John 4.10 says, This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and He sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear heart, you are loved. Beauty secret number one. A woman becomes truly beautiful when she knows she is loved. Searching for Control In the 10th grade, I went on a dare with my sister to see who could go the longest without eating anything. As we both had a few pounds to lose, my mother encouraged the competition. I was really happy when nearing the end of day three, my sister called to tell me to go ahead and eat. She had caved. Hurrah! Going a day or two without eating was my modus operandi for many years, just to keep within the normal weight range. I never crossed over into anorexia or bulimia. My obsession with food took, rather takes, the form of binging, but without the purging. I used to kind of envy women who engaged in bulimia. At least they looked good. I envied them a little, that is, until I got to really know a girl who battled it. It was horrible. The lengths she went to make herself purge were painful and extreme. Her toilet was her closest friend. She was damaging her body and ravaging her soul. Tormented, she was obsessed with food. Trying desperately to control her world, she found that bulimia was controlling her. She was motivated by fear and a deep self-loathing that no physical purging could exercise. I know many young women who have struggled with anorexia as well. Except in extreme cases, these girls can look pretty good too from a distance but they are on a rigid regime of self-deprivation and intense exercise fueled by fear and self-hatred. They aren't free. They are slaves to calories and nutrition labels. Their efforts to control their lives turn on them viciously. Their periods stop, they are cold all the time, and the damage to their internal organs can become irrevocable. One gal i love was nicknamed Skelly because she looked like a walking skeleton, but not to herself. What she saw when she looked in the mirror was quite different. Honestly, the ability to look in a mirror and see what everyone else sees is rare. We see our flaws. They might as well be blinking and neon orange. We can't see past what other people do not even notice. Sweetheart, if you struggle with an eating disorder, know that you are not alone. To become free of it, free from the desperate need to control your food, free from obsessing over it, free from the emotional suffering, you need help. This battle is not one you'll be able to fight on your own. To be free from this horrible struggle you're enduring, please confess it to your parents, your pastor, a teacher, or a counselor, help is available. You can be free. This overwhelming struggle is keeping you from living the life you are meant to live and offering what you are meant to offer. We need you. Your beauty is under siege. It is being harassed and taunted and mocked because it matters. You matter. The enemy of your soul attacks the core of your heart by attacking your beauty in order to pin your heart down and keep you from being the young woman you truly are. You are a powerful child of God. Your beauty is powerful. As an image bearer of the living God, you possess a beauty that is deep and true and core to your soul. It manifests itself on the outside, but is first and foremost an inward quality. It blooms in the soil of confidence, assurance, and a happy heart. Beauty secret number two. We are at our most outwardly beautiful when we aren't obsessing over our outward beauty. The Apostle Peter said, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Peter was not saying, don't fix your hair or wear jewelry. He wasn't saying, only wear frumpy, out-of-style clothes. No, he was saying, don't Fixate on your outward appearance, but center your attention on your heart. A gentle and quiet spirit does not refer to a woman who barely talks above a whisper and never gets angry. A gentle and quiet spirit speaks of a heart that is filled with faith, not doubt, not fear, not anxiety, faith. Beauty flows from the heart of a young woman who is resting in the truth that she is loved, seen, known, wanted, and lovely to her Heavenly Father right now. That young woman lives with confidence, and self-confidence is beautiful. You can have that. You are a true beauty, really. And it is right and good that you want to be because you are a reflection of beauty himself. Ask God to show you your beauty. Courage. E.E. E. Cummings said, "It takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. Believing that you are beautiful can feel risky. To risk anything requires that we possess the courage to risk it. Jesus said, "In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world." John 16 verse 33. Some versions translate take heart as be of good courage. Courage is from the old French word "cor," meaning heart. Take heart. Have courage. Because of me, Jesus said, you can do this. Jesus knows that continuing to become free to be ourselves will take courage. There's a reason we shrink back from our hearts, from love, from our dreams, from our vulnerability. But friend, the days of shrinking back need to be over. With mercy in his eyes, God calls us to be women of courage. Joshua one nine: Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. First Peter three six: Do not give way to fear. John fourteen twenty seven: Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. We live in a world filled with beauty and wonder, adventure and laughter, but also too often filled with difficulty, fear, danger, and pain. Courage is the quality of spirit that enables one to face danger, pain, difficulty, or fear with confidence. We can have confidence, not based on our own ability to manage life, but based on the faithfulness of Jesus. Confidence is from the Latin words con and fide, which means with faith. Our confidence rests in the strength and goodness of God. Living a life of courage is not about striving to become something or someone else. It is resting by faith in the God who says, I have called you and I will do it. Receiving the life of God is the only way for us to live the life we all so long to live on our own. We simply can't pull this life off. I can find my way to the freeway, but I can't find my way to freedom. I can barely pull off an afternoon, forget about a lifetime. So what is the biggest secret to living with courage and freedom and becoming who God created you to be, to becoming truly, deeply beautiful? I'll tell you. The biggest secret, beauty secret number three, is you can't. You can't. But Jesus can. Christ in you can. He is the secret. God is beautiful and God is fearless. Jesus, who died on the cross for you, entered into the worst nightmare imaginable and demanded that Satan hand over the keys to hell. Jesus rose triumphantly and is seated at the right hand of God. This same Jesus calmed the storm and walked on the water, healed the leper and fed the thousands, gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, and life to the dead. He cleared the temple and received the children, rebuked the Pharisees, forgave sinners, and cast out demons. And he is still doing it. Jesus is alive today and living his beautiful, bold, glorious life through you. Colossians 1.27 remember, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Galatians two twenty, Paul says the whole mystery of the gospel comes down to this: Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians one verse twenty seven, Christ is your life and your breath and your hope and your courage. In him, you live and breathe and have your being, and apart from him, you can do nothing. But once you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, received his death in your place, received his forgiveness for your sins, and invited him to take his rightful place and rule your heart, you will never be apart from Christ again. You are in the palm of his hand, and nothing can take you out. That's the secret of being truly beautiful. We increasingly lean on Jesus, calling on him to live his life through us. And as he does, we are transformed into the very image of God. Let me close this portion with a poem. Not merely in the words you say, not only in your deeds confessed, but in a most unconscious way is Christ expressed is it a beautific smile a holy light upon your brow oh no i felt his presence when you laughed just now to me twas not the truth you taught to you so clear to me still dim but when you came to me you brought a sense of him and from your eyes he beckons me and from your heart his love is shed till i lose sight of you and see the christ Instead,
0: Stacy, thank you so much for sharing from the message of this book. And listeners, I want you to know there's so much more. Really, Stacy only scratched the surface of what she has for teen girls. And just to read you some of the other chapter titles from Free to Be Me, she goes into what's your story, the landscape of your life, your mother, yourself. She talks about stumbling into freedom. She talks about what to do when rain comes. She talks about boys more, and extravagant love, and even a teen girl's true name, how to find that? So I encourage you, please get this book into the hands of the teen girls you know. It's called Free to Be Me, Becoming the Young Woman God Created You to Be.